the award-winning Mercedes-Benz Vito invites you to get this with Tony Martin and Greg Fleet. That's right, Greg Fleet is back, and the show normally uh, goes flying right off the rails when that happens. What big issues are you going to be canvassing today, Greg? Uh, look, a whole bunch of things. I'm going to be talking uh, cutting-edge stuff about... Uh, yeah. I, I, I'm going to announce that Hansi Kronje has died. Really? The former uh, captain of South Africa. He died about five years ago. We normally don't go that topical. I know. Uh, pandas are going to come back, uh, upsetting LL Cool J, who's actually issued a statement, don't call it a comeback. Uh, and, and what's Steve Gutenberg up to? Uh, just pretty much laying on any accent. <laughs> he can't do. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's give it some sizzle. Sour grapes. Ooh. Are you bitter about something, Ed? Massively. Mm. Are you Greg? Oh, very. It's going to be the bitterest show on radio. That's coming up. <laughs> Here, get this. The aim is to create water cooler talk. The more ludicrous, more titillating, the better. <laughs> Yes, that's right. It's Dragon here at Get This on Triple M. Welcome oh. aboard, everybody around the nation. It's myself, Tony Martin. It's Get This is undefeated table tennis champion. That's table tennis. That's oh, look at that muscle. He's flexing. He's showing off now. <laughs> He's just thrown off in Cavalry. Just flashed one of the guns at him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. welcome yeah. What's going on there? He's trying to be here. psyching you out so you never, you never beat him. <laughs> that is Greg Fleet. Some phony applause, if you would, Mr. Yeah. Marslin. The Hansa Kronje of Melbourne comedy. What is the obsession with Hansa Kronje? Well, I don't know. I've just read in the paper that a judge has finally ruled, after he died in 2002, yes. the judge has finally ruled that negligence uh, by the pilots led to his crash. Two pilots who also died in the crash failed to follow procedures for a landing. Right. And they, they, they uh, basically refused repeated requests to not to land the plane on its roof. <laughs> Want to hear more about that story? Sure you do. What is that? Uh, that's just, I, I bring that guy with me. All <laughs> oh, right. When I'm talking, I this just, is uh, Richard Marson's attempt to speed the program along. Oh, that's not a bad idea because quite often we do where we're meant to talk for like a minute. Yeah. We I end up saying things like boobkiss, and, yeah. and then we talk for like nine minutes. I think it's our record, isn't it? Nine. <laughs> I nine think so. Hello to anyone tuning in for the first time. Yeah. yeah we, we've got more than boobkiss today. Have we really? Oh, yeah, today's just insane. It really. sounds to me like the program's already in a shambles on the floor. Yeah, well. well, I'm in love with the paper. There's also a story in the paper today about <laughs> Aussie, Aussie lured to death. Yes. Um, do you know how long it takes to actually die of luring? It's, no. just, it's like, oh, it's just, it's a horrible way to go. Lured with Shannon Knoll tickets. <laughs> oh, yeah. And the, the tickets get more and more tempting. It's like, you know, you sort of go, nah, I've come, to, I've come a mile and a half. I'm not doing, oh, hang on. Shannon Knoll. And Farnsey. <laughs> All right, and you know, you keep going and eventually you it's just, you die. Okay, that's it. I'm going to find some big stories, some Where actual you news. You should see the size of the things Tony's holding. He's <laughs> cut things out of the paper that are about an eighth of an inch large. He's using he's, tweezers. He's bought a newspaper in Lilliput. <laughs> Asking a prostitute for unprotected sex is now illegal in Queensland. Want to hear more about that story? Sure you do. I love Queensland, but why are they so anti-Charlie Sheen? <laughs> Listen to this. What oh, have we got harsh. here? A new religion based on the music of Tom Jones is kicking off in California. A US preacher has denied he's making fun of religion by setting up a church dedicated to Jones. Uh, he says uh, Jones's soulful supernatural voice had helped him contact God. Uh, the minister urged uh, that people listen to Jones's songs. He uses them in baptisms, marriages, funerals, and exorcisms. <laughs> I'm using his voice to get in touch with God. Nothing wrong with that, he said. No, that's not at all. Yeah, it's uh, that's not unusual. Pow! It's not oh. unusual to be everywhere at once. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Hey, speaking of... Yeah, come on, I'm sure you can get another one out of that. Oh, absolutely. Um, um, if I only uh, knew one. Uh, I was about to start singing, Mrs. Jones, you've got a lovely daughter. I mean, they're so not Tom Jones. My, my, my. 
Um, I Messiah. That works. Oh. That's almost one. All right. Um, uh, yeah. Um, green, green grass at home. That's all you got. Who's dead, pussycat? Whoa. That's for funerals, obviously. <laughs> Um, I just want to say on what you said about uh, prostitutes in Queensland uh, yes. being uh, being made illegal. Mm. Um, apparently, crime is being made illegal in is Queensland right? as well. Oh, I've heard it's a rumor, but Too the head far. of Telstra is quoted in the paper today saying something that could very well fit in with the prostitution, saying, "I'm not doing it for the money, right? I'm doing it for the pleasure." <laughs> That's the head of Telstra. And if he has to go out and sleep with people for cash, you know the country's in trouble. I found the best ever Greg Fleet story right here. Oh, my goodness me. Listen to this from London. A Welshman drank six litres of cider at a party before stealing a goat and taking it on a joyride in a stolen car. Want to hear more about that story? Sure you do. How does that work? Stealing the goat's quite impressive, but then feeling the need to drive it about town. When you said took it for a joyride, I had this great image of a, of a guy going, eep, on the back of a goat. I don't know if Welsh people say eep, but just riding. But then you went, no, no, he's actually put it in his, like, Ford Focus and, you know. <laughs> just taking it for a nice drive. Oh, and so the person who owned it was chasing after the car saying, oh, you really got my goat. Oh, okay. the loneliness. All it's right. At me, it's at me like some kind of can. If you're going to say things like that, we're going to need the boing and the canned laugh. <laughs> we haven't got the drum machine today, so I feel like I can run amok. Have we not got the drum machine? I don't think so. Richard Marsan was supposed to bring in his much vaunted drum machine from home <laughs> yeah. well, to provide classy music for our sponsor, the Mercedes-Benz Vito. What's going on? Where is it? Well, as I said, it's quite it's quite a project to put it together. Mm, and yeah. then a few guys and, and then we take said quite a few hours. No, we said that they that we'd get them and put and they would do it. Oh, yeah, it's right. like 24 so what, hours. So what's it's your point? plenty of time to assemble a drum machine, obviously. Yeah. It's just difficult to transport. Yeah. You know what this means, don't you? Yeah, what does that mean? It's finally, yes. you, have, you, you said on air like a, weeks ago that if you couldn't find the sting, mm. then you would have then you would sing it. Yeah. Yeah. Now today you have to sing synth drums <laughs> to introduce <laughs> the Mercedes Benz Vito. Yeah. That that's what's going to have to happen. Well, can I mean, you we do that? A, can you do that, Richard? I can. I can take care of that. Great. Sure, no there we go. Hey, what about that new van, the Mercedes Benz oh. Vito? <laughs> All right. Wow. Yeah. Brought to you by Michael Winslow <laughs> yeah. from Police Academy. Oh, apparently. That was sensational. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Okay. Can you do the, what is it, uh, Vienna by Ultravox? Can you do that one? Oh, um, it's like this. <laughs> you can do it. That's the only one I can do. That's fantastic. That's good. I can do a crossbow. Yeah, let's hear that. Mm. No, that's not actually a crossbow. That's a man hey, doing it. That's a man that was doing a crossbow. The effects of too much Viagra, I reckon. That's where that was. Right there. I made it with my... I, that was done with my mouth shut. Now that we're talking about sex, you know the phrase that really turns me on listening to the news? What? Relief at the Bowser. Don't you love it when politicians keep going on about relief at the Bowser? Yeah. Peter Costello's yeah. always, yes, we need relief at the Bowser. <laughs> Who doesn't? It's Who always doesn't? going, have you got those there? People just love talking about relief. At the Bowser. <laughs> Tell you. Every time you turn on the news, someone's going on about relief. At the petrol Bowser. All the time. <laughs> Can oh, we get enough of it? He's a bit no. detailed, that one. It, it, it's not enough for the Prime Minister to talk about at the Bowser. He's so correct. <laughs> he, he doesn't want you to think you're talking about, like, the hat Bowser. So he's going to say the petrol Bowser. <laughs> Do you reckon we've lost everybody by this point no, of the program? No, because I've yet to tell my Dean Jones story. Oh. The story here, Dean Jones sacked again. Yeah, really? Yep. 
absolutely. <laughs> so, hey, Mr. Marsden, you're going to have to do it yourself. Want to hear more about that yeah. story? Sure you do. Well, you're lucky because I've got more about it. <laughs> Dean Jones, uh, who was recently sacked for making a comment about a player and calling him a terrorist because he had a beard, yeah. um, which, of course, makes, um, you know, everyone with a beard a terrorist. Yeah. I was about to name all the people with beards. I couldn't <laughs> think of one. <laughs> tomorrow's How show. uninspired am I? Oh, oh, he's got a bit no one? Okay. Um, but he's been sacked from Indian television. Um and it goes on to say why. Hmm. Uh, I'll take a long story short. He basically said, uh, I'm not a racist, but uh, Indians are weak, chuck them in the creek. Aussies are strong like King Kong. <laughs> uh, which I found uh, offensive. And I would like to apologise for that attempted humour before anyone even rings up. <laughs> uh, I realise now I've let myself down. And, Look, uh, I've cheated both you and the listeners. You've okay. mentioned Dean Jones, and I love a disgraced Australian shambling oh. back in through the airport. That's no, oh, yeah. And a, a new level has been set for disgrace at airports. Did you see David Hasselhoff? Did you see that picture in the New Weekly we were talking about? The has. He pissed himself at the airport. Oh, did he really? And he claimed he wasn't drunk. Oh. You know what I reckon happened? What's that? Someone just said to him before he got on the flight that he had to relinquish all liquids. <laughs> oh. It's just going all right. You know, Are you happy with... Hang on, almost relinquished. <laughs> I reckon... Right, you happy with that now? I reckon he had a dream while he was on the plane that uh, he was getting relief at the Bowser. <laughs> I think we're getting... Oh, hang on. On the front oh, of the paper. Just give them... Don't do it yet. Just provide some sizzle for the next segment. Okay, well, uh, I'm just letting you know there's something on the front. If, you, if Anyone who's got a copy of today's paper, sit it down in front of you and uh, I will, when we come back, I'll make you laugh about what's on the front <laughs> or, inversely, make you just feel ill and turn the radio <laughs> off. <laughs> wow. Either way. <laughs> That'll keep them hanging on. <laughs> so that's your Coldplay right there on Triple M. Let's get this. Good morning, everybody. Greg Fleet is with us, helping us provide the nation with relief at the Bowser. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. We, we are, of course, brought to you by the Mercedes-Benz Vito. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's uh, Richard Marsland. He didn't bring his drum machine in as promised, so he's I'm Greg breaking Fleto, it down. Mercedes-Benz Vito. <laughs> it's really neato. Drive it on the streeto. <laughs> Um, now, my hilarious comment on the front of the newspaper, people are bringing up, they're saying, we want it now. Yeah. I see the okay. look on your face going, don't do it now, we want no. to do something funny. But Cue up that boing and laugh. Okay. <laughs> Is this, you may need some help. Uh, the front of the <laughs> paper today, terror suspect snapped on trip to Lebanon. There's a photo of the guy. And then inside it says, suspect snapped with an AK-47. He was actually snapped uh, by Sam Newman. <laughs> snapped, get it? Snapped, uh, like punched. <laughs> in the Greg. Bang, terror suspect, snap. And it's also, this is in an unrelated bit of humour, says uh, the, the guy holding up an AK-47 rifle and poses with an ident unidentified man, which pretty much makes you guilty of terror. Yeah. I mean, being in a photo with an unidentified man, <laughs> that's, you know, as far as I'm concerned, no need for a court case there. No uh, use of the phrase of Middle Eastern appearance. They love mm. using that one. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Mm. Mm. Hey, Greg, why are you wearing makeup? You're wearing makeup. Don't deny yeah. it. Uh, You've got foundation on. I've got foundation on because uh, I am. Uh, uh, yes, well, I'm in love uh, with myself. No, I'm doing a. I'm doing a short. Uh, a short film called uh. "The Man Who Wore Makeup." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, um, you're doing a short film at this time of the morning. You know, uh, before uh, this program. Before this program, late at night. Right. Well, until five o'clock in the morning. Okay. Uh, well, it's not really a short film so much as. Um, 
kind of low-level street prostitution. Um, <laughs> when I say short film, what I mean is I put on a dress and chuck on some foundation and people pay me for favours. Not at the Bowser, though. I do draw a line somewhere my, for my Aussie it, friends. It's tough times in the uh, industry, I know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Ed Cavalier is making money on the side uh, playing table tennis. Oh, I well. used the word undefeated earlier and yeah, I'm oh, yeah. sure the phones have lit up and that's oh. because you simply t- refuse to do the challenge. No, no, we're been. doing the challenge. When's that happening? Well, as soon as Guzzi Sampson gets back from his uh, commitments. But he's in that film where the wild things are. He'll be on that for about two years. No, no, no. It's only about another month. But then, Greg, we're going to have a big tournoi. Guzzi Samson. How's your TT? Pretty good. All right, you're in. You're in. They call me... Mr. Tibbs? They call me Lodge. Do they? Stroke Mr. Tibbs. Pretty much because I resemble either a block of flats or a cat. Sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when no. I, only when I play, obviously. All right, you're in. I'm baffled. Yes, same. <laughs> but anyway, who's, who's sponsoring the tournoi? Do we know? No. We'd love, love a sponsor. All yeah. right. East Timor's favourite cocktail, the banana guzmao. <laughs> Oh, delicious. Banana guzmao. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Haven't you tried a refreshing banana guzmao? <laughs> no, I've never had one. It's Timor's favourite drink, a nation on the brink. There's just time to drink one before your house is raised <laughs> to the ground by a bunch of naughty kids. That's their catchphrase. <laughs> oh, my goodness, It mate. replaces the old uh, but still popular Jose Ramos water. <laughs> oh, wow. I'm going to have to get over there. Yeah. I used to think it was a dangerous place. to go. I didn't realise that they had so many exciting cocktails. That's a party. What is the story, Greg? You have children, do you not? I have a child, a human child. Yes. What? How does that work with your makeup capers early in the morning? Uh, well, I, I, it's a mystery life. Isn't yeah, it? it is. I have a, uh, I have a sensory deprivation hat that I put on my child whenever I fuck up. <laughs> did you tell me you did a gig at your kid's kindergarten yes, recently? I did a, uh, I did a fundraiser at my, uh, at my child's kindergarten, and uh, was there, and you know, basically a couple of comedians, Brian Nankervis's child, as well. Yes. And uh, and uh, Trevor Marmite's child is there. It's mm. it's comedy. It's just hilarious kindergarten. Yes, they're just people running around putting banana skins down. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah, a good one. Um, but because they're all children of comedians, they're all seriously depressed. No one, <laughs> no one's, it's the most unamusing kinder ever. They all just walk around, you know, <laughs> quoting Sartre and stuff like that. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's too existentialist. I've referenced on this show. Uh, but uh, I did the gig, and uh, at one stage, um, this is this is what's become of the area that I live in. It's uh, in St Kilda, which um, used to be kind of alternative. One of the mothers at the kinder said, "Yes, you don't want to send your child to a state school because they might meet a bogan." I, I couldn't believe she said it, and with that. She spun on her Ugg-booted heel and <laughs> went to visit her daughter in some Balinese prison. So, <laughs> so, I don't know. This know. is somebody living in St Kilda in Melbourne, yep. getting oh, yes. all haughty about bogans. Oh, yeah, getting a bit... Uh, they might meet... Not not not. they might be influenced by one, they might be abused by one, they might meet one. Mm-hmm. Is this because St Kilda is now just full of people uh, dancing on their roofs a la Secret Life of Us? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. And, and uh, in true Aussie style, it's just a few years after the show's been axed. It's, uh, everyone's... Dancing on the roofs, uh, you know, getting that that feeling. Dancing in the streets, and uh, and it's a bit sad. But also, last night at a gig, and guess who was there? Who was there? Yeah. Lou from Neighbours. Oh, hey. oh, really? In the audience, in the audience by himself. Uh, Did he heckle? No, he didn't. But then I said, I at one stage just couldn't stand it anymore. And I just went, <laughs> "Are you Lou from Neighbours?" And he went, he went, "Yes, I am." And everyone applauded for him and went, yeah. "Oh, hooray! It's Lou from Neighbours." And I went, "Lou from Neighbours." I kept calling him like Lou Ferrigno. I was calling him Lou from Neighbours. <laughs> Lou from Neighbours. I saw you on number ninety six in nineteen seventy four, nude up with Rebecca Giblin in the shower. It was one of the first nude scenes on Australian television. He looked at me like I had just stabbed him, and he was like, "It was like I've ruined the magic by implying he's he's not real. He's not actually Lou. He's been in another show." 
And then I went, hey, I was on Neighbours once. And he went, oh, were you? And I said, yeah, I killed Daphne. It was great. And he looked you killed heartbroken. Daphne. It's true. Yeah. You killed Greg Daphne. Fleet killed Daphne on mm-hmm. Neighbours. Yep. Did you burn her down or something? Burn her down. Yeah, <laughs> it was burned <laughs> to the Didn't she I die burned, in a fire or I something? I burned that lady to the ground. <laughs> um, no, she was in Hansi Cronje's plane. Uh, oh, yeah. Hang but, on, uh, maybe this is why Lou was a bit sort of haughty with you. Yeah. Because well, obviously still bearing a grudge about Daphne. Well, he didn't realise that I was, uh, you know, the killer of the deaf. And uh, when I told him, he literally, it was like someone, you know, coming up to you if, you, if your mum had been murdered and you met some guy, you know, 10 years later and he went, hey, I'm the guy that killed your mum. Like, he actually, <laughs> he was happy to meet me until I said that. And then he was just like, oh. Yeah. And you reckon, you know, you've done a bit of jail time and, you know, everything's all right now. <laughs> well, it's not all right, mate. <laughs> a bit of jail time. Did you tell him you were delivery man too in an episode of Prisoner? <laughs> I was going to, but uh, by that stage I could tell he just, you know, he was right on edge. And also, I couldn't be sure. That he wasn't Delivery Man 1. Uh, and uh, we've given Delivery Man 1 a bit of a hard time on this show. Yeah, the bloke who's Delivery Man 1 is calling us up and saying, oh. just leave me alone. Yeah. I've tried. I, we've basically forced him out of the industry because of the things we said that were all true about the way he treated the young Greek fleet. Uh, I'm still bitter about that, but I, I don't want to talk about that now. You're bitter. It Save it for mm-hmm. Sour Grace. Yes. That's coming up. Just one story I want to mention. This is a beauty from Germany. I know this really should be saved for the German files. Yeah, we're into stealing things. On the shebang. No, it's not Otto Fist. A woman has been uh, left dissatisfied after complaining to police that her husband was not fulfilling his sexual duties. Yeah. The officers did not feel able to resolve the dispute, let alone issue any kind of official order, mm-hmm. because no crime or legal infringement could be identified. Really? So imagine that. Imagine saying, I'm not getting enough sex, I'm going to the cops. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. I'm sorry, you haven't gone far enough. Yeah, right. Wow. <laughs> That's amazing, because my partner usually just goes and sleeps with one of my friends. Um, but uh, going to the cops. <laughs> go to the cops. That's, that's much worse. No, this is just not good enough. I'm going to the cops. Wow, that's amazing. Like, just the, the threat. <laughs> hey, would you like to sleep with me? Yeah, you better be good. Why? Because you'll go to jail if you're not. <laughs> oh, man, you know? I mean, I would have done a... I reckon I would still be in jail for crimes against satisfaction. (laughs) (laughs) Mind you, I've come good now. I'm still like one of those people that that found... I've come good. Hey! I am one of those people that, like, found religion in prison. Like, now I... uh, I'm pretty hot. I'm pretty hot, Tim. Uh, yeah. yeah. I don't think you'll be getting many calls from ladies who are dissatisfied <laughs> with the fleet, man. Unless they're people who knew me pre-1996. Were uh, you dissatisfied after an encounter with Greg Fleet? The number to call <laughs> is one triple three five three. Get this. That's the whole darn point. For the award-winning Mercedes-Benz Vito on Triple M. Ah, yes, it's, get this, on Triple M around the nation. In some states, enjoying the fine tones of Guzzy Samson. Yeah, it was. Mm. <laughs> Not everywhere, though. No, no. Hey, uh, have we had any calls? People dissatisfied after a sexual encounter with Greg Fleet? <laughs> had one from uh, me. <laughs> <laughs> I, found, uh, I found myself attentive, but a bit brief. <laughs> you know? Hey, this is the part. This is the free part of the show, Greg. You oh, love, this, love part. this bit. This is bit no one's paid for. No, there's no pressure to be amusing at this part because we're just meant to throw to a song, so. which is great. This is, mm. this is a bit we blew out to nine minutes one week. Yeah, nine uh, minutes fifty six. Uh, I've just been looking at the paper. It's got all the uh, the puns for everything. Like, oh uh, no! Yeah. Hang on, we've got. Let's go to the board. What have we got so far this year? What do we hate? What puns? Um, oh, soccer head- coaches. Head dinky die. Oh. Sydney Morning Herald. Uh, knife in the head. I didn't get the pun in Knife in the Head. I just like saying it. No, it's a, it's a play on a Roman Polanski film called Knife in the Water. <laughs> it was a film called Knife in the Head, but I still don't see the pun. Uh, what else did we have? We had uh, Lachey Breaky Heart. 
think that's... Oh. I know. Fakey breaky heart. <laughs> this has got a few things like... Do- it's in the sport page. They always use it in sport. Dogs it. beg for rookies. No. Uh, it's got a thing about uh, a player called Crouch. Crouch Potato. I made that one up. Uh, it's got Rookie Monster. No, it doesn't have that at all. Um, it's just, <laughs> so you're uh, just hunt, making them up. Hunt yeah. in the Gun. That's a real one. Um, mm, it just, they, one. they love it. There was one, a great one in Scotland. Uh, I've already talked yeah, about it. Yeah, yeah, you have. Even in the again. free part of the program, uh, we can't. You can't repeat. All can't. for McNaught. There's you, been so many lately. You said to me once when I was young, you said, Fleety, go forward. Don't go back, mate. <laughs> um, this one, Nightmare for Joey. Yeah. That, uh, that's With a, a K, so yeah, that's see, technically a pun. Yeah, because you know how young kangaroos have trouble sleeping? Mm. And they, their dreams are often very, like, they dream they've gone to school naked. Yeah. That's, I think that's what they're on Just about Just reminding there. you, it is the free part of the program. Uh, um, <laughs> maybe no better time to tackle elite. That's a horse racing one. Ogilvy, of course. Um <laughs> It's a headline. Ogilvy, of course. <laughs> I think that might actually be a golf course reference, which is just not even a That's pun. an unusual uh, idiom for a newspaper yeah. headline. Comma, of course. <laughs> oh, mind you. <laughs> Very odd. We normally have music at this point. Relief at the Bowser. Relief at the Bowser coming your way. But what do we have in the way of fine music? Uh, hand cla- pre- I've got uh, R- hand claps. Ricky M on hand claps, and mm. I'm on electric panpipe. Take mm. it away. away. There we go. <laughs> Smooth. It's all free. <laughs> Your number one program for whistling. <laughs> Let's get this on Triple M Around the Nation. That was the Jay Giles Band. Yeah. Greg Fleet is with us looking for big stories in the paper. Mm. Failing pretty much so far. Yeah, Jay Giles Band uh, don't feature. There is another good part, pun, though. There's a picture of Boy George uh, sweeping up the streets uh, somewhere and it says Culture Scrub. Oh, yes. That's <laughs> good. Nice. It's Very nice. fulfilling his He was, uh, he was charged with reporting a bur- falsely reporting a burglary. He was charged oh. with uh, calling people around to report the theft of a bag of cocaine that wasn't his. <laughs> oh, that never really works with the police. Yeah, somebody <laughs> stole my illegal drugs. Oh, he had 14 bags of cocaine and one had been stolen, so he called the cops around to report the missing one. Do you reckon he might have been taking quite a bit of it to do that? <laughs> it was a well-thought-through plan. Yeah, and also the fact that he rang the police and said, someone's just been burgled to death in my flat, <laughs> that sort of set them onto him a bit, I think. <laughs> Have you got something from the world of football, uh, Greg? Um... Did you have something? Uh, oh, there was, there was, there was something. No, I've got absolutely no idea. And Collingwood um, up to something interesting? Oh yes, yeah, sorry. That, that, actually, yes, I have. I've just realised that the only legitimately funny thing I've had to say, although you tried to get me into really smoothly, um, they've actually bought a pub. It says Collingwood has bought a pub. Colling- Are they calling it Planet Collingwood? That's what oh, they've got to do. I hope so. I hope so. But. Uh, it's uh, it says pie eyes in pubs. Basically, it goes on to say Collingwood have finally bought a pub because they've been uh, you know g- getting in trouble at yes. hotels. So they've bought their own pub. Apparently, it was a toss up whether they were going to buy a pub or a women's shop. Oh, there you go. Yeah, they weren't sure. There you uh, go. I imagine it's the last time I'll be doing this show. <laughs> well, let's uh, look while we're talking about women. They have those magazines that we love, the women's ah, magazines. Stuff. Ed likes to go through them. What have you found? Uh, well, thankfully, uh, Phil Dampier's Royal Watch uh, has cottoned on to the only thing interesting about Princess Mary. Really? We've been on here for five months. There's been not well, one interesting thing well, about her. Well, she's been her. alive for 30-something years and nothing interesting We have kept a dedicated phone line know, open for the last five months for people to call in yep. with something interesting. She invented Hagen does. Did she? No, Why didn't you know that wasn't See if someone had called in. Yeah, yeah, We've had not yeah. one call. Well, mm. listen, here we go. Uh, uh, Mary and Frederick, were they let their dog off at the beach, off the lead, and it ran around. Oh, my 
You, is that proof? Right. Is, you, is that just a rumor? Someone's seen it. Someone's seen it. Now that's boring, right? Oh, Hang on, sorry. Other than that, was pretty good compared to the rest of her life. But, but here we go. Confirmed by insiders, sources, friends, pals, and onlookers. Onlookers and restaurant diners. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, but there, here we go. Here's something that is actually interesting. Yeah. Her father-in-law likes to eat dog, and it says Princess Mary better keep an eye on her border collar, Ziggy. Her father-in-law Henrik likes eating dog. Oh my! <laughs> it's great. God. And look at that photo. Of Mary's like dog sitting like a uh, royally, and he's just sort of looking at them, oh. licking his chops. Oh yeah, the dog's sitting in an armchair. He's sitting in the armchair across from it. The dog's thinking, "Wow, what a lot of fun! I get to sit up on the real people's furniture." <laughs> and he's thinking, "You're gonna look good with some Brussels sprouts." <laughs> I just don't know whether that qualifies as her being interesting, though. That's like a relative of hers being close. interesting. It's as close as she's gonna get. It's the closest as we've ever got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One the... degree of dog food. Mm. <laughs> I haven't got to the women's magazines yet, uh, but I know what'll be in there. Boob dents. Yep. Uh, There'll be people too fat who are accused of comfort eating. Yep. (laughs) There'll be people too thin who are accused of anorexia fears. Telltale bumps of all sorts. Uh, Telltale baby bumps. A couple who are still together with one of them saying... Um, you know, something like Jen dumped her heartbreak, and yeah. then you read it, and it's like her her partner's gone away to make a film for a month. <laughs> yeah, you know? that's right. Oh, what I you, love that. Yeah, yeah. This guy, that's so upsetting. You buy it, going, oh my god, they've broken up, and you go, you know, her heartbreak. I'm so sad that he'll be away for the weekend. Hmm. That's not heartbreak. <laughs> I, I'm broken hearted all the time. I prefer to read the Time magazine. Do you ever read Time oh, magazine? I do sometimes. Except this week, it's actually, uh, they've got a guest editor. Oh, yes. It's oh, yeah. the editor of Woman's Day. In this week's Time magazine, US Secretary of State Condoleezza Rice flies to Lebanon to broker a new peace accord. And we ask, is that a telltale baby bump? Israel's Prime Minister Ehud Olmer, is he feeling clucky? And what's with the trout pouch? UN leader Kofi Annan, where does he stand on Vincent Jen's derailed wedding plan. And our artists show what the liquid bomb terrorists may look like after 30 years in prison and a boob job. North Korean dictator Kim Jong-il. Is he the ultimate super cat? And how does his Pyongyang compound compare with Beck and Leighton's dream home, Beckingham Palace? Global warming. How will it affect gorgeous baby Mia's magical first steps? And will those pesky hydrofluorocarbons derail Brad and Angelina's plans for a Fairy tale wedding, foiled Al Qaeda terrorist Rashid Ralph. Is he feeling clucky? And what's the real story behind that caftan? Sri Lanka's Tamil Tigers, genuine food shortage or anorexia fear? Saddam Hussein, is he comfort eating? And what's on his ringtone? Pakistan's Minister of the Interior, Aftab Ahmed Khan Shapal. Is that a boob dent? And where does he stand on Britney and Kaifi? The Hubble Space Telescope, can it see little babies? Israel and Hezbollah. Did Paris Hilton spark their feud? Insiders say yes. Fidel Castro. Our sources suggest his recent hospitalisation could explain the new nose, fake tan and trout pout that have set Cuban tongues wagging. Earthquakes in Mexico leave thousands ready for a spring makeover. And Todd McKenney says it's nothing a facial scrub and a bit of retail therapy can't fix. All this plus Egypt and Libya's tug of love. The avian flu before before it was famous. Economists without makeup. Which world leaders could do with a tummy tuck? Poland's Lech Kaczynski. We're looking at you. Comfort eating, perhaps? And how can these displaced Eritrean refugees get Misha's new look for under $20? It's all in the new look Time magazine. Look for the cover with the Dalai Lama. Insisting exclusively, I never called Lindsay a fire crotch.
had to be in excess. You remember them. They're back. They're better than ever. Oh, I'm trying yeah. to give the music some <laughs> sizzle, Mr. Mars, and I really am. Hey, well, I'm about I've to got a guy called Gary Gary Beers in the band. Oh, I love that. Wrong. And that's, see, we've talked about this before. Yeah. You didn't believe me? You're two Garys. Yeah, two Garys. GGB. There's uh, two Garys and a beer. How Aussie is that? <laughs> Greg Greg Fleet is with us this morning. Greggy Greggy Fleet. Uh, nice to be here. And uh, just nice to be part of something other than uh, Dancing with Stars. Oh, yes. Hey, we're going to get to that. But mm. I just should remind you, we are brought to you by the Mercedes-Benz Vito. <laughs> What is that? It was. That's what you asked. Yeah, that's, that's the new ad for the Vito. Yeah, they've changed it. They were going to use that. Actually, they were going to use ninety nine Luft balloons. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but Richard Marsden doesn't know it. Is, so, what is Luft? Is that red? Red. Is that, yeah, red. Oh, right, yeah. uh, you know the Luftwaffe. Ah, oh, of course. The red waft. Is that no? <laughs> I think the red waft. We need to get up a mountain quickly. <laughs> The stars. Is that because you're talking about Todd McKinney? He's got some new show called mm. You May Be Right. The how Mel- is it? The Melbourne Age are suggesting that someone went along. Check out how many chicken references there are in uh, that article. It says that a paltry number of people watched it and people <laughs> were plucked out of the audience. It's just like this r- mad chicken, like surreptitious chicken thing going on. <laughs> I, that wasn't the point I was going to make, <laughs> no, but it, it's sure, a valid right. one. Fair sure. Enough. Uh, no, listen to this. They they did something where they got someone out of the audience, like a, a granny who yep. sang "Sex Bomb." Did mm. you see that? Yeah, I did actually. And, and but apparently they've she's been in. Mm-hmm. They've picked out twice. I reckon she ah. like someone went along to another taping. Right. Did the same thing. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, is that like those fake callers we keep hearing? Yes, about? Mm-hmm. not to be trusted, Todd McKinney. <laughs> he's not a happy man. Fair not enough. to be not trusted. To be trusted. <laughs> you heard it here first. Todd McKinney's uh, he's bitter. He's angry. He's he's actually very upset. Uh, I imagine he'd be very upset at huge. Huge Ackman. Oh, because of, because of the uh, uh, Boy From Oz deal. Mm, I reckon he would be very bitter about that and very angry. In fact, I've heard he's writing a musical about uh, a guy who has a job playing um, the Boy From Oz and gets sacked right. by, uh, by uh, and replaced by Wolverine. <laughs> right. And uh, it's called The Boy From The Boy From Oz. <laughs> okay. it's, uh, it's a tragic tale. of. Uh, are you Batman. trying to help us out, Greg? For once, are you Maybe, trying to help yeah. us get to the topic du jour, sour grapes? Mm, I'm just trying to feed in because I figured being the... And being the destination no longer works mm. for me, uh, or you. Yeah. I think it's better for me to be a facilitator. Are you bitter right. about something yourself? Sour grapes, that's what we're talking Everything. about today. Everything. I'm bitter about so many things. I'm bitter about the first thing that I ever did on television. Nicole Kidman played my girlfriend, and in TV Week it said, it said this is one of the worst shows ever made. Matthew but, and Son. Yes. Indeed. Matthew <laughs> 1984. Mm, just, be, uh, just after Delivery Man 2. Fleet Kidman mm. Cronin. Cronin. <laughs> uh, not Cronenberg. Uh, but uh, it said that uh, it said Greg Fleet and Nicole Kidman are the two that are going to really go somewhere, and uh, I'm a bit bitter that she never lived up to her end of the bargain. So I think booze are a call for. Let's just have a round of booze. There you go. What are you bitter about, Ed Cavalier? Uh Yeah, well, I'm bitter about this. The reporting of this. Look, Evermore, a band played at a uh, at the opening of a nightclub. Yes. Right? And the paper, and then the girl walked up to the, the uh, one of the band members later on and gave her his number. Yes. And it's reported in the paper that she's desperate. Oh, that's oh. sour as it gets. Yeah, that's not desperate. She's just making a play for a for a musician. <laughs> the only way she knows how, flinging her number at him. She's not desperate. She's ridiculous. Just without morals. Yeah. I am bitter and twisted. Why? Why are you bitter, Tony Martin? I'm bitter and twisted about Brian Brown's bitter and twisted, twisted tales. Why is that? Mm. I was one of two thousand people that sent a script in. And. And they got knocked back. I, no, I got a letter saying that I got through to the final 2,000. Hey. <laughs> oh. 
Okay, yeah, oh. got that final 3,000 suckers. Oh, <laughs> man. There you go. Okay, so the set, you know, the it came back with a form letter from Brian Brown saying, you know, keep it up, good luck next time and everything. And I'm thinking, okay, that's fair enough. You know, they've obviously had a lot of good scripts. Great out. scripts. But then the reviews came out on the weekend. Oh, dear. Here's what the uh, Sunday Age said in Melbourne. It's sickeningly disappointing to discover the finished product is so poor. Writer and director have missed by a mile. What were they thinking? Oh, Infuriating, frustrating, hugely disappointing. Ow. Uh, What else? Oh, we've gone down on the website there. But, you know, I'm just thinking... I found a review. Uh, was my script worse than yeah. sickeningly no, poor? I found well, a re- that's what I'm saying. I'm saying let the audience decide in an act of astounding hubris. Yes. I've put my entire script up on the website. You have. Oh, people so can go, the, people the can go to the Get This website, yeah. see me doing my Brian Brown face, yeah. and then go down past uh, all the reviews, what were they thinking, for yep. example, and read the entire episode. Yeah. It's a bit creepy. It's a bit bizarre. There's a it's lot a of spelling okay. errors. That's okay. It's, I don't know if it's up to scratch. It was only written in three days. Let the uh, let the listeners decide if it's worthy. Let's see how the grapes go. Well, there was a, actually a review in The Age today of Twisted Tales. Uh, I've actually got here. It says, This reviewer is normally loath to use the words rancid and stench in the same <laughs> sentence. However, having watched <laughs> Twisted Tales last night, I can only use them together. <laughs> I was also intending to live out a full and happy life. <laughs> I until love how last you're night. reading out this review, but you're miming writing it on a blank piece of paper. <laughs> oh, you've given away the magic, Tony Martin. <laughs> Who saw it? Did anyone see it last night? I was going to get to the end where he went, if only Tony Martin had written this episode, <laughs> yeah, right. it would have worked. It would have had more obscure and references to Steve Gutenberg. <laughs> That's why I get back on the show. Did you, you saw it, Ed? I saw the first one. And? Oh, that's not much of an endorsement. On, let's write that down. How do you spell that? <laughs> oh. Yeah, it didn't oh. grab me. All right. Yeah. Was it scary? It's good that it's on, though, because at least there's, like, actors actually getting work as yeah. opposed to, like, you know, Jamie. Actors <laughs> actors, and Brian Brown. Oh, you see what I did there? I, uh, I just destroyed my career. Um, <laughs> what I laughingly refer to as my career. All right, look, we're running out of time. No. Our producer is getting better. I refuse. Call us up and tell us your sour grape story. Yeah. See if you can make it bitterer than mine. <laughs> One triple three five three. <laughs> The time of your life. That's Green Day here at Get This in Triple M. Around the nation, we're in parts of the nation. It's already Wednesday. That's how late <laughs> we're running today. Oh. Who have we got with some sour grapes in Cavalier? Hello, Leanne. Hi, Ed. How are you? Good, thanks. Uh, tell us about your sour grapes. Well, I went to a taping of You May Be Right ah. last week and sat through four hours of taping Ouch. and then watched it on Sunday and saw myself in an audience of a show that we didn't even go to. Oh! <laughs> so they've just cut you into another episode. What I know. Thickens. You may be right, you may be crazy. <laughs> wow. You may be on some other show. Yeah. <laughs> Lucky you weren't in like a 1979 audience of, you know, Hey Hey It's Saturday <laughs> or something. Well, that would be very sad. <laughs> yeah. I was watching one night that show, Headliners, the comedy show. Yeah, yeah, You've yeah, done that show yeah, yeah. on the Comedy Channel. And they were obviously just cutting in the same shot of the audience laughing over and over again. And they obviously thought, oh, no one will notice because it's a generic audience. But unfortunately, perhaps possibly the most distinctive looking man in Australia, Jan from Tripod, was in the audience. And so you just went to him every time. You go, it's the same shot. Jan and Hansi Kronja. Thank you, Leanne. Hello, Wayne. 
Oh, hi, Tony. Hi, guys. How are you? Tell us what you, you've been telling us about your sour grapes. Yeah, look, my sour grapes, I watched the two Twisted last night, yeah. and I noticed that the second episode was written by someone whose last name was Brown. Oh. And I thought, they didn't want your script. They were just trying to support and get you know, one that they could have his relatives right. Oh, yeah. my God. There we well, go. Not only that, it was that relative of his with a really round head that's under your drawing, Charlie Brown. <laughs> <laughs> That's a ripple. Ah, and what was it like? Uh, not too bad. The first one was really corny. The second one was Gary McDonald playing a guy who had an obvious ending in it, shooting his wife when he mm. knew he was wanting to divorce her. There's good actors in there, but yeah. I guess there's, there's very little for actors to do at the moment. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Production's right. not great. No. <laughs> what, is that? what was that? Production. Production. Oh, nice. Thanks, Wayne. Nice. All right, David, how are you? Yeah, good, thanks. What are you, uh, sour grapes you got? Uh, it's not actually me. It's my father. He's still uh, bitter about the metric system. Yes. Oh, yes. It won't That's last, right. man. Don't worry. It's not going to last. I had, yeah. a, I had an elderly relative who refused to go over to the metric system, saying it's just a fad that the young people are going through. Very true. <laughs> he is actually Uncle Murray, uh, my father, unfortunately, oh. that, uh, that character. But, uh, yes, the one thing he does, though, that uh, he still pronounces uh, Italian, Italian. So oh. <laughs> oh, right. Italian. Next, next time you have someone in who knows, ask them whether he's right, because he swears to God it is uh, really? Italian. It's yeah. Italian. <laughs> I'm Italian. Leave that with us. Yeah. Uh, people, say, people say, oh, we, we, we're eating Italian. Yeah, we're off to Italy for our holidays. <laughs> uh, uh, thank you. Hello, Rick. Hey, go. Good man. Tell us about your sour grapes. You know, I was in a talent quest at Banjo's restaurant in Melbourne, mm -hmm. and I, I went up against Tina Arena. That's about twenty years ago. Yeah. And I beat her. Oh. And how come she's where she is, and I'm driving a truck? Hang oh. <laughs> on. So, what is your name, sir? My name's Rick Lindo. Right. Not, not Rick Banjo Rick. Linda. Rick. Yeah. Rick. What did you What did you do in the talent contest? I sang and played harmonica. Oh, oh nice. nice. And what did she do? She, uh, she sort of sang. I didn't yeah, think it was that yeah. good. Nah, yeah. fair enough. Back in those <laughs> days. You know what they say? I think it was Ave Maria, one of those little nice little Italian numbers, and the mama was standing there saying, <laughs> I smile, smiling, smiling, you know? Right. Yeah, well, you know what? They reckon she ripped off your style. Well, they, I said, I said that the first album that came out, I said that's mine. That's the Rick yeah, Lindo yeah. sound. That's the Rick Lindo sound. <laughs> it's kind of like the wall of sound. <laughs> Do you want to give us a few bars of a Tina Arena number to show us what could have been? Ah, uh, look, Ricky, Yeah, and is that Mike Rudinsky coming through the door with a giant novelty <laughs> check? <laughs> <laughs> it is. Thank oh, you, Rick. That was fantastic. Oh, that's everyone. Hey, look, the Rick Lindo story is not over. I no. think we've got to follow it. You know yeah, absolutely. Take it, take it to its logical conclusion. Now, if you want, uh, I actually have some uh, Japanese food-based humour. Go for it. All right, we're going to uh, wind up with this? Yeah, I just found <laughs> The next show's already started in no, most states, but go I'll for tell your you life. what. No, I'll tell you what. I'm saving this Japanese food-based humour <laughs> for the next time I'm on the show to make uh, sure that people tune in. Forward promoting. That's mm -hmm. severe forward promotion. Uh -huh. Uh, we do have to go, I'm afraid. Greg, thanks for coming in again. It involves sushi. We always love the show going off the rails. <laughs> and you're the man for the job. Speaking of rails, it involves sushi train. There you go. I think we've guessed. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, no one guesses the fleet man's work. Uh, thanks to everyone who called in. If you'd like to read my rejected twisted tale, yes. it is up on the website. Yeah. Uh, send in a review, please. And as I say, uh, if you're going to send in a review as Brian Brown, at least 15 bloodies <laughs> are oh, mandatory. Yeah. Uh, our key phrase today was... At the Bowser. <laughs> oh.
it's just me, Richard, and Ed Cavalli clearing the backlog of emails and providing relief at the Bowser. <laughs> Have a bruised leg.